1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Happy 25th birthday today to Pakistani activist and Nobel Peace Prize laureate Malala Yousafzai. I spoke to filmmaker Davis Guggenheim about his 2015 documentary He Named Me Malala, chronicling her journey from surviving a Taliban attack to becoming a global ambassador for girls' education. Now, as this thing is gestating in your mind, um, a couple major events happened. Not only was she shot and then later becomes the, you know, the youngest ever Nobel Prize winner, but where in there did you start tracking her story and start formulating it as a doc idea?
0: Well, the producers, uh, Walter Parks and Laurie McDonald, uh, Hollywood producers who ran DreamWorks for many years, called me up and said, uh, we we're going to make a movie out of this, but she's so extraordinary, we should make a documentary. And, uh, and I'd only known a little bit. I'd read that she'd um, been shot on her school bus. What I didn't realize was what an extraordinary story she has. You know, she's named, her, fa- her father named her after this character, um, Malale of Maywand, who rallied the Afghan troops to defeat the British at the Battle of Maywand. She's named after a girl who speaks out and is killed for speaking out. I mean, how could you? How could you? How could you write something like that?
1: Did you try to play up that almost fatalistic idea, like born to fulfill that destiny?
0: There's a question in the movie, and why it's called *He Named Me Malala* is—is is, um, was this was she the product of her father's um, um, sense of mission because he he himself uh, was a strong believer in girls' education, or or, or she um, is is she uh, herself, and. Um, What's really inspiring by the movie is, is you get to meet her. You're in Birmingham, England with her family. She's arm wrestling with her brothers. They're <laughs> laughing, they're teasing each other. And you're also seeing her, on her, on her uh, out there in the world trying to fight for girls' education. You know, there are 66 million girls who are out of school. And to her, it's her, her sense of mission. Um, but it's a, it's a really exciting because of movies opening worldwide. It's opening in Washington on October 9th. Mm-hmm. And I think girls everywhere are saying, this is a story for me. Yeah. Um, I want to bring my father, I'm going to bring my mother to go see this movie. How did you get access to her and her
1: family? How did, t- t- tell me about sort of reaching out to them and making that actually happen.
0: Well, I didn't know what it would be like. You know, I, I took a cab to their home in Birmingham, England, rang the doorbell, and Malala just walked outside and, and let me in, and um, they immediately opened their doors to me. And I, I,
1: I'm Did half, they know you were coming, or it was it a surprise visit? We had an, we had an
0: appointment. <laughs> okay. But I um, mean, you know, I'm half Jewish, half Jewish, half Episcopalian. i never really got to know in a real way a, a Muslim family, so I didn't right. know what would it would be like to walk in, into their home. What I realized, and what you see when you see this movie, is a, a family just like mine. Yeah. Um, you know, charming, wonderful, funny, reverent, and and I started to think about it made me think about what kind of father I am. I have three kids, I have two daughters. And even though they're from this other part of the world, 7,000 miles away, I started to ask, you know, do I really believe that my daughters are equal? Am I doing everything I can right. to, to, to make my daughters feel like they can do what this incredible girl has done, which is to speak out and, and to fight for what she believes?
1: Yeah, how does that, I mean, you're talking about dealing with, you know, a Muslim family, and I assume probably a a more progressive Muslim family that she probably grew up in compared to a lot of others, but how does that also, how is that also reflected across the pond here, like you're saying? I mean, you you said how it's reflected in your own family, but just generally, you know, we we like to, a lot of Americans like to view themselves as, you know, so advanced, but how is that still mirrored on this one issue of of women's rights?
0: Well, when you look at Malala and her father, in many ways, they they are more enlightened than than I am right. um, her father built this incredible school in Pakistan uh, girls were being educated uh, girls lives were being inspired they were becoming doctors and lawyers and um, changing society the Taliban came in and fought that they were blowing up they blew up 400 schools God. in the area where Malala lived um, but when I go home to my own family I think do I really think my daughter's equal to my sons yes I think right. they are but do I act that way right. um, you know when I sometimes when I think of something that's on my mind I ask my son what he thinks I don't ask my daughter and so maybe I could do more and I think that's what's so appealing about this movie it's why I think uh, the movie's got such a wide reach and why Fox Searchlight decided to release it worldwide right. is because it, it what the, the choices that they made in their life um, play upon me and they ask me uh, these fundamental questions of what kind of father am I, and I think girls can say am i am I doing what Malala does? Do I choose to to use my voice to speak out for what i what, what is meaningful to me
1: That's true, and that's how our our audience is that'll be our buy in too i mean we 'll all see that reflected in how we treat our own daughters and that's sisters right. and women in our lives. Um, tell me a little bit about Malala as a as a
0: person, just what it's like being in the room with with yeah. this light. She's an incredibly focused, um, serious, young woman. Um, I was with her when she went to the White House, um, when she asked President Obama about drone strikes. She's fearless. That's gutsy. You know, there's a lot of, lot of uh, powerful people who would be too intimidated to ask him those questions. Right. I've seen her in Nigeria when she asked the President uh, why isn't he doing more for the girls who are, um, who are kidnapped. But I also see her at home surfing the web and looking for pictures of people like Brad Pitt and Roger <laughs> Federer. She's an ordinary girl. And I think sometimes we, we put people on a pedestal and we think, well, we could never be like them. She was an ordinary girl. They were taking away something that was very meaningful to her. They were blowing up schools, they were flogging women, and she said, I'm gonna step up, I'm gonna use my words to, to, to fight this terrible thing. That's what's so incredible. Yeah. Is that, um, and it makes me wonder about myself. Am I? Do I? Do I stand up for the things that are important to me? Do I? Do I do even half as much as what she does? Yeah, it's uh,
1: the the ordinary person doing extraordinary things, and that's. I mean, that can
0: be all of us, really. That it can be all of us, and when you see the story, you realize that 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 it, all, that's all it takes. Yeah, that the, what's extraordinary is courage, and and speaking. Um, for what you believe, and that's what this movie's about. Yeah, well, that's, you've kind of made
1: a career of doing that, you know, as humble as you would like to be, and it's admirable, sir, but uh, you've made it, you're doing, you know, you've made a career speaking up for what you believe, too. Was this, is this a, um, here's Malala speaking of, of girls' childhood education, is this a natural progression from, you know, Waiting for Superman and sort of those ideas that percolated in your own
0: there's a There's a through line about education, because I made Waiting for Superman, and my first film was about public school teachers, called The First Year. But mostly this isn't just a father-daughter story. Okay. It, my dream was, when I started this movie, the very first day I was like, what if teenage girls said to their parents, I want to go see this movie? This movie speaks to me. What if this movie spoke to girls all around the world? Because there are 66 million girls who are out of school. Yeah. And what's, in, what's, what's exciting is that there's so many world's problems that seem in, impossible, impossible to solve. But educating girls is the one thing we know works it's a silver bullet when you educate a girl um, it transforms her life it transforms our lives because we have productive societies we have more humane societies and we see it in this story
1: and we see it around the world when you come to the point where you you say i have to make a doc on this pressing issue you do an amazing job with it sometimes an oscar-winning job with it you put it out there in the world and it's received yeah. obviously you're moving on to other projects but what is your mental follow-up to those issues let's say like inconvenient truth what are your current thoughts on climate change compared to
0: that or education with yeah. you know superman like what is the mental follow-up to that well there's no better feeling than to feel invested in something and feeling part of something I and mean, the movement uh to to fix climate change is very important to me um my job I have to, but I have to be clear about what my job is. I'm a storyteller. I make right. documentaries. So I have to walk the walk. Like, I have solar panels in my house. <laughs> I have an electric car. And that's really exciting because, like, my movies are made with solar power, clean energy, and my car is driven by the, by the rays of the sun. That's right. pretty cool. But in terms of being an activist, um, I have to know that my job is to continue telling stories for good.
1: What is the, if, if, it's, if it's people who are about to come out to the Nat Geo thing tonight or yeah, people yeah. that are going online and looking at all the movie listings and they, they see your doc on, what is it, October 9th in yeah, D.C., yeah. why should they go see this? What's the main pitch? Just to an average American family, why go see this?
0: There's no better feeling than to, to feel part of something. You know, I, I like my movies to be not just movies. They're part of, of being participating in something. And, and so when people bought, it, bought a ticket to... Inconvenient Truth, and certainly when they buy a ticket to this movie, they feel like they're being part of something special. It's... the movie's funny, it's inspiring, but you also feel like you're, you're, you're part of this extraordinary girl's life. Gotcha. Fox Searchlight, um, which releases great movies, hasn't done a documentary in years, but they saw this as a, a, a story that has universal appeal. It's a family story, it's a father-daughter story. They're releasing it worldwide because they think it's a special movie. And I think audiences, I think, will, will really learn something from it. You know, teenage girls, their mothers and their fathers will come away feeling inspired, but they'll also come away being part of something. Very, Ab- very, very, part of something very special.
1: Absolutely. And I know all of your mental energy is in um, promoting this current project. What do you got coming up? Any, any teasers?
0: Um, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Um, I'm gonna take a sm- short sabbatical. My son is a senior in high school. and oh, uh, I'm nice. gonna take a break and, and try to be a, a better father. Nice. Where do you guys? Where Where do you guys? Where are you based? I live in California. I live in uh, Venice, California. Oh, nice. So, trying to be, you know, learn from Malala's father, who's a wonderful father, like uh, to be a better father.
1: Yeah. Take some time to do a little bit of a mental documenting of, of the senior year here. Yeah, that's right. All right, that's cool. right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. My pleasure.
0: That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're good. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Not just easy, but good.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.